0: Hi, and welcome back to the Brunch and Stay podcast, where we shine a light on innovators, brands, and the culture all because we believe that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sain, founder of Brunch and Slay Media and Brunch and Slay, the lifestyle brand. And I am happy to be here with you all. If you, this is your first time listening, I say welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen to a few episodes and give us a real try. And share it with your friends if you really enjoy it. And for those of you who listen every week, Thank you for your support. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and leave us a review. Now, I know that you guys hear me say that all the time. So I thought I'd shout out someone who actually answered the call. And this week's guest and, well, not guest, the person I'm highlighting, (laughs) Haha, I'm excited to get to our interview. But Roz E. Miller said, I listen to the podcast in the mornings, going to work, and by far your podcast is my number one. It reminds me to always create what you need first keep empowering. Thank you, Roz. I really appreciate you. I really needed that the day I read this. So you made my day and I just thought you should know that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, today's guest is a lady who literally is in a Zen space all the time, at least in my head she is. I'm just going to give that to her. I'm going to push that her way. (laughs) She's a woman who's created a really beautiful brand here in Texas, she has a background in microbiology, and she's created a space that I think you guys are really going to love. She's the owner and yoga practitioner of Phoenix Rising. Welcome to the show, Miss Lori Early. Hey, Lori, how you doing?
1: I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm excited to have you.
0: It's been a long time coming. If y'all only knew what Lori and I have gone through <laughs> <laughs> to You're make here. <laughs> No, she's been so understanding. And, you know, honestly, I don't even know if she knows this. I guess I'll start off this show by being 100% honest. She really taught me to be more empathetic uh, to people when life happens. And she probably has no clue. Um, Lori and I were supposed to do her interview back in November, y'all. And if you've been listening to the show, you know, during November, I lost one of my aunts who was very close to me and it was really sudden. And I just relocated and started this new job. I had so many things happening in my life that I literally pretty much got knocked off my feet. I just could not function at 100% like I normally would. And I've always been a person who really didn't understand when people would- you know change things last minute or couldn't do what they committed to do I didn't have a lot of empathy I'm just going to tell you the truth I didn't and I reached out to Lori a couple of times it wasn't just one time (laughs) a couple of times and I just was honest and I said hey I can't I got this is what happened this is what I'm going through and I had to take a chance that maybe she would think I was full of BS but she was understanding she did not give me a hard time and here we are so thank you Lori you're welcome (laughs) <laughs> all right so you know i gotta ask and i want you to share um let's talk about phoenix rising yeah. Let, mm-hmm. let's talk about it so i know tell everybody a little bit about your backstory as far as what your your yoga studio used to be called and your new name and the evolution i think they'll really be interested in that
1: yeah so it's primarily an acupuncture and herbs um, clinic we do offer private yoga um, but the the majority of our our space is dedicated to a holistic healing atmosphere and we have Chinese medicine practitioners who practice acupuncture herbal medicine and a few um, therapies like Reiki and energy healing and things like that so my background is completely different than what I'm doing today I was always a complete science nerd and I actually have a master's degree in microbiology. Um, And then I worked in the pharmaceutical industry as a pharmaceutical sales rep, and then as an educator to MDs and nurse practitioners about um, disease states and pharmaceuticals. And I did that for about 10 years. Um, What I came to realize is that the medications weren't necessarily curing the patients of their issues, they were just putting band-aids on the symptoms. So the underlying causes of chronic illness weren't being addressed through medication, but the symptoms that they were exhibiting were what the medications were being prescribed for. And so I felt like there had to be a better way to treat patients with chronic illness Um, in a more holistic way that would give them a better quality of life. And so about 10 years into the pharmaceutical industry, I was really unhappy, um, discouraged by what I was seeing by talking to doctors and getting feedback on the pharmaceuticals. And that's when I decided to quit my job, which was amazing. You know, I had, it was, it was a good income and you know, excellent benefits, but I decided to quit and go back to get a second master's degree, and this one was in acupuncture and herbalism. And so after four years, I graduated and then started my own practice. And that was five years ago, and that was Phoenix Rising Acupuncture, and it's just been growing ever since. So what, man. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: (laughs) So those are two totally different opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, from Western medicine to going into practicing Chinese medicine. I'm sure you've had a lot of people look at you and ask tons of questions and even question you. How do you deal with, I guess, the people who are the naysayers who don't necessarily believe in Reiki or the healing powers of yoga or acupuncture? What's what's your answer to them?
1: Um, I think it's actually a lot lot easier for me versus some of my colleagues because I did come from the western medicine world and so I had I had so much experience with it and my medical biological and scientific knowledge is significant and and so I'm able to explain to patients how acupuncture and herbs work towards treating the root cause of their symptoms versus just putting band-aids and to be honest I most of my patients who come to see me are looking for something because the typical or traditional therapies just haven't worked for them. And so they're looking for something more or better to help with their health and their well-being.
0: No, that makes sense to me. So you definitely just gave me some ideas that I never had heard of. I had no clue that you can get a master's in acupuncture. Where, where do you study?
1: I'm sure yeah. someone's listening who's really curious. I think that's one of the main... Um, questions that people have because they think that it might be similar to like a nine-month or just a weekend course. So actually, in order to practice acupuncture, and I'm just going to speak here in Texas, but this is pretty ubiquitous across the nation, you have to have not only a four-year undergrad, but you also have to have a four- to five-year graduate degree, and the graduate degree comes as either a master's of acupuncture and Oriental medicine or as a doctorate. So your acupuncturists, if they're licensed, which you have to be in Texas in order to practice acupuncture, we're licensed by the medical board. We have at least eight years of college and four years of that is dedicated just to Chinese medicine alone and the holistic therapies associated with it, like nutrition and herbs and things like that.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean that. I never would have thought that. I'm gonna be honest. i never thought that. That's never what I pictured. I don't know what I thought, but it wasn't
1: that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's really cool because a lot of times, especially in today's world, where we can pretty much go to Google University, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of times I see. People just kind of jumping into things and I I also would like to know more about how do you suggest people ease into the practice if that's something that's new and you're interested in what are some steps you think someone should take if if they're really interested in giving acupuncture a try for the first time
1: well what I like to let people know is that really acupuncture is for everyone I think the cool thing about and I know that sounds like kind of ridiculous especially if you aren't familiar with acupuncture but really where Chinese medicine shines is it's always been known as the emperor's medicine. And what that means is the acupuncturist or the doctor for the emperor was an acupuncturist and his job was not to heal the emperor when he got sick, but to prevent him from becoming sick. Mm. So that's, complete, that's a completely different paradigm than what we're used to in Western culture. We go to the doctor when we are sick. And we just check to see if everything's okay, you know, other than that. But there's really no work or healing being done before you get sick. So Chinese medicine can be used in two ways. It can be used um, as a prevention in order to just stay healthy because it works on the nervous system by calming the nervous system, helping ease stress, tension, all of those things that can create chronic illness along the way, or it can be used to help actually um, treat conditions such as, you know, headache, gut health, allergies. I mean, there's a slew of things that acupuncture can work with. Um, I, I specialize in autoimmune diseases, chronic allergies, and emotional health. So you probably wouldn't imagine that acupuncture can actually be used to help boost the mood for people who are feeling depressed or calm you down for people who suffer from anxiety or panic attacks or um, insomnia. But those are all things that acupuncture is very effective at with no side effects. So a lot of patients come to me because they're on 10 to 15 medications and they're just sick of taking more and more meds and they want to try something else to help manage their, their condition. Um, And then I also have a practitioner, Who's in the in the practice with me? Who's a specialist, and she specializes in women's health and fertility. So every week we're getting, you know, updates that a patient that has been trying to get pregnant, and their doctors say that they're going to need IVF or whatever it may be. That they're getting pregnant with three to six months of acupuncture. Alone. That's
0: beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And and that's such a great perspective. I. That's why I I am so blessed and so thankful to be able to have this platform to connect with different women. I just literally had an aha moment when you said that, like literally treat your body and go about things as if you don't want to be sick. So live in wellness, not just react, you know, be proactive. And that, you know, I know about putting good foods in your body and that type of thing, but I've never really thought about the full spectrum Mm -hmm. of all the things that are available to us. And that, wow. Wow just knock nice. my socks off. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what's your current inspiration? I'm sure that you have to have something to be poured into you because you're pouring a lot into other people.
1: Um, there's always inspiration, you know, people like Renee Brown. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Just showing up and being honest and vulnerable, um, holding space for patients. I do work with a lot of women who have a history of emotional trauma and abuse. And, you know, it's just creating a safe space for them. And I think too, by sharing my story because I do suffer from an autoimmune disease, I have experienced emotional abuse. I think most, most humans have, Um, it's just being open and vulnerable and being able to hold space. So I feel like, you know, at this moment, Renee Brown is, a a current inspiration for me and she's also a Houstonian which is cool
0: I know it's you know there are no coincidences but if you knew the last probably eight episodes I've recorded her name has come up in at least six
1: of them wow really yeah she's pretty big right now yeah well I think she's
0: you know she's been for a while even when I lived in Houston I would just hope I run into her and I wish I knew where she had coffee because I probably would have stopped that place I, I, right I've literally made a call to the universe I put it out there I will meet her in the airport we will yeah. have a conversation and it will
1: uh-huh. be great I know. I'm like, hopefully if there's any, any time she ever needs acupuncture, she chooses our clinic. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. And you're an author too. Not only are you a person who's vested and you've really poured into your craft, you're an author. Tell me about your book.
1: So my book is not yet published. It's in the works and really, um, just writing is always been a love of mine. I, not only do I have a degree in my Biology. I also have a secondary in literature and I love writing. So, really, just compiling all the information and getting it all put together so that it can be brought into the world. And it's just all the things that I think I take for granted now that I know the holistic healing system. But I realized that 10 years ago, I had no idea about, and 90% of my patients who come, who come see me, they still don't know, and so I'm compiling the information to um, share with them, so that basically, I'm not talking their ear off every time they come to see me.
0: <laughs> this episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence. A place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to brunch and slay. So, you kind of talked about your past and what you didn't know, and I think life has a beautiful way of having us pivot into different directions that we'd never anticipated. What have you found the most beautiful about your transition from, you know, academia and really being into Western medicine into evolving into a more holistic approach?
1: Uh, I think in the past, I never gave myself credit that I was an intuitive being, I think all humans are. Um, I relied so heavily on my intellect and I would always choose head over heart, but now working with patients, I really get to hone in on the messages that I receive, the insights that I get that I can only describe as coming from my intuition and to trust in that more and to become more confident in that so it's it's really taken me from that western world that i was so used to that's so analytical versus the more empathic here in chinese medicine
0: now i have to imagine that working in the field that you're in you dedicate a lot of energy you love like your personal energy to people, how do you deal with that at the end of the day? Do you feel more drained, or do you know a way to balance that?
1: Okay, I'm not gonna lie, yes, I am totally drained. Mm. Um, <laughs> especially, there's one day where I'll see up to 30 patients a day. What? Yes, um, and, and I'm a single mom to two daughters. So my, um, my work ethic has always been incredibly strong. Um, I have four planets in Sagittarius, I was born in the year of the horse, like I feel like I'm a total workhorse, but I enjoy it and I thrive off of it, so luckily I have an amazing partner who is a meditation teacher and he really encourages me to just stop every few patients and breathe and take a moment to myself. Um, I do my best to start out with just a short meditation each morning to get me in the mindset. And I make sure that I take care of my body by doing a couple of things, Um, being conscious of what I eat, and then also being conscious energetically of the people I come into contact with. So because I deal with so many patients uh, with emotional trauma, our goal is often to release that weight of the past that they've been holding on to and so a lot of times there's a heavy energy left behind and so we do energetic clearings between those patients and on myself I'll use like sage or palo santo or some sort of salt spray or rose spray or things like that to clear the energy and then every single day that I get home I'll do a salt bath and that just help kind of cleanse and I love being in water and so it just it's a final resolution to just clearing physically, emotionally, and spiritually that energy away from me.
0: You know, I just uh, was introduced to salt baths probably, it might have been a little less than a year ago, and I have enjoyed them. What, what type, I've got to know, because I, you're the first person I've talked to who actually does them. <laughs> so what type of salt do you use? Are you using Epsom? Are you using Himalayan? What Are the magnesium flakes? What do you like?
1: So I like to put a lot of salt in there. So the best thing that I've come across and the most cost-effective is the big 20-pound bags of epsom salt from amazon and i'll load up on like two of those a month and on my really long days i pour a ton in to where i can like just feel the salt on my skin
0: Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done it, and the more I saw it, I put the the more energized I feel when I get out. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I tried it because I heard it on a podcast, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, is that is that something that I could use to kind of you know balance and kind of help me along this journey? And I really enjoyed it. The only thing I haven't been able to do is I really have searched for the magnesium flex. I've heard they were really great, and. Mm -hmm. You know, less weighty, of course, because Epsom salt can be heavy. Um, So as soon as I find some good ones, I want to definitely have to share that with you because I've heard really great things about those too.
1: Yeah. Magnesium flakes are great and you can can use them in combination. So the Uh magnesium is what relaxes the muscles and Epsom salt can too. Um, Epsom salt's a little bit more of a detox um, and kind of an energetic clearing. But um, the magnesium really focuses on relaxing the muscles. Ah, Let's see, combine them. yeah. So, what what's your current theme song? Oh man, huh? Gosh, the, I, I'm just gonna say what popped into my mind. Yeah, kind of weird, but I will survive.
0: <laughs> How is that weird? It totally goes with our with our brand.
1: <laughs> I know. Like just. Keep on going. Yeah. You know? I mean, your name
0: of your company is Phoenix Rising. So I think that's, yes. that's you know, that, that fits. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what legacy do you want to leave behind?
1: Um, so what I've learned so far, and I feel like I'm just barely into this journey, is when I work with my patients, what I'm noticing is that each of us tend to, come into our family or our place in line, as far as ancestry, with similar issues that arise that happen to our parents, grandparents, et cetera. So I feel like our purpose, and this isn't just for me, but for most people that I've spoken with, our purpose is to break the cycle like there's some sort of cycle that needs to be broken and it could deal with, um, you know, addiction or it could deal with some sort of abuse or something that kind of gets passed down the ancestor or the line of ancestry. And so my goal is to break that cycle so that my daughters can start new and fresh and do something that is that they're they're able to listen to their heart and pursue you know i'll give you an example um my dad was the oldest of five kids he was born in 1950, and he's super smart super responsible and he grew up very very poor in south texas and he felt obligated and the responsibility to go go to college, get a good degree and make money and take care of the rest of his family. And that's exactly what he did at the expense of becoming who he wanted to become. And that was, he wanted to be a preacher. And so I think that when we sacrifice duty or we, we sacrifice passion for duty, um, you know, that, that's something that I was faced with too, and if I would have stayed in pharmaceutical cells, then of course I would have have stayed in a comfortable life, but it was breaking my heart every single day and breaking my spirit, and so I had to take a risk and do something that no one else in my family ever could have dreamed of doing themselves or even really wanted me to do. And so I want to be that example to my daughters that you really do need to listen to what your heart is telling you and just do that.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. And I, and I think you, you worded it correctly when you talked about the duty because, because a lot of times life happens and I don't want to call living your dreams and facing your happiness a duty or, or not as not a duty, but an obligation or something that you must I think that's a tightrope and I think that, or a privilege even. I I hear people say that, well, you know, I know people say, well, you're married and you can do this and you can do that. Uh, Not so easy. It doesn't matter about who you can rely on because there's tons of people who are single who maybe have a great community. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you're willing to give up because you're going to have to give up some things, you know, to be able to pursue your dreams. It's not forever. It could be temporary, but I think that is a real tight rope. And, and thank you for your transparency with that because that's not an easy decision to make.
1: Yeah. I I mean, for me, I was 31 years old. I was recently divorced. My oldest daughter at the time was two years old. My youngest daughter yeah. hadn't been born yet. So I was a single mom, you know, my the business had provided my car, salary, insurance, everything, and I, I just couldn't do it anymore, so I went from that to being on Medicaid to being on food stamps and just a short period of time because I, I didn't have the means to keep a corporate job and go to school full-time so it's a real eye-opener and and it's interesting too because you can I mean it was just eye-opener for me because I have a master's degree in microbiology I at one point had taught at the college level and yet when I went to go get my food stamps I was I was talked to like so badly and you know asked if I could even read the forms and you know they just assumed I was really dumb or you know just so many assumptions that go along with not having money. So my whole life changed and I'm grateful for that. It was a really hard time, but when you really are put in those shoes, I mean, your entire perspective changes. I don't know how it couldn't. So yeah,
0: man, thank you. I mean, you're just being so open. I love it. I mean, there's so many times that, People will tell you, or we all get comfortable, like you said you, it could have been really easy for you to come from having this cushy job and this cushy experience to even go through that experience and not learn the lesson there. You could have went through that and said that she 's not talking about me you know i 'm just going through this, and you could have just put it on the back burner and pretend that it didn't happen, but there's someone who's experiencing this, who needed to hear that they 're not alone, we all have transitioned and that 's honestly what those services are there for they 're there to help you in those in between times, you know wow. Yeah um man so finish the sentence for me if I could
1: reach more people and spread the word that would that would be amazing
0: yeah yeah so one of the things that I really like to do, and it's especially for those folks who come on our show and they share themselves openly and honestly, I want to always pour back into them. So I'd love to know what vibes or prayers me and the Brunch and Slate Tribe can send your way to help you along your journey.
1: Yeah, I think just pouring the love into the goals of what um, Phoenix Rising Acupuncture is and what it's becoming and reaching more people To help heal and to be a safe haven and then obviously you know um for for the family and my daughters
0: yeah now this saturday you can brunch with anybody in the world that are alive who are you brunching with
1: oprah (laughs) yeah
0: now I what her. oh yeah who now I've heard a couple of people who don't but I just think that that they're just fans and they can't say it out loud they just you know some people just like to be adverse yeah. <laughs> yeah. so what area of your life are you currently slaying
1: I think it would be the career right now I think that Phoenix Rising has definitely found its stride and things are things are good and beautiful. It's it's really good right
0: now. Now, I'd love for you to give some advice to some listeners because I know that since I've been stalking you and trying to get our schedules together since November that as the process of you transitioning from one, your old studio over to Phoenix Rising you ran into a lot of hiccups, right? There were plenty of things that happened that weren't planned that could have stopped you or could have discouraged you. What advice do you have for someone out there trying to open a brick and mortar right now and running into all kinds of issues they never planned for?
1: Yeah, so this is something that I learned and I've I've talked to a few other business owners. Don't force it. Honestly, it's, I feel like it's a message from God or the universe or whatever you may be, believe that when you really have to force something, it's not meant to be yours. And the way that me... Moving into a new space in River Oaks where Phoenix Rising acupuncture unfolded was terrifying when it happened because I found out that my landlord wasn't paying the rent that I was paying. And so we were getting evicted. Wow. And it was completely out of my control. So I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? And then I had to start scrambling. And I fell in love with the place, fell in love with the place time after. and it was just so many no's and then when this space that I'm in now came it was the easiest yes like everything Mm -hmm. just flowed so smoothly so just just trust that the no's are for your benefit and looking back I am so grateful that this is a space that was available because I can't imagine being anywhere else so where are you located so we are now located in River Oaks, close to the um, River Oaks Shopping Center. But it's in a beautiful two-story white home um, that I completely remodeled. So now it's the healing space. Ah. So where
0: can people follow you and support you and get to know more about your mission?
1: So the easiest way is on Instagram, Phoenix at Phoenix Rising Acupuncture, or they can they can find me online with my blogs at phoenixrisingacu.com. So those are probably the two biggest platforms.
0: Man, well, thank you so much, Lori, for sharing of yourself uh, and being so flexible. Uh, great things I see on, in your future. So thank you.
1: You are so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Oh, it's been awesome. So guys, if you enjoyed this show as much as I enjoyed chatting with Lori, all I ask is that you share it. Share it with a friend. Share it on your favorite platform. And if you really enjoyed it and it really moved you, go ahead and leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, I want you to always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slay.